Hey, 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 magic makers. Kelsey Foremost here, marketing expert, copywriting expert, mental health advocate, and your host of Find Your Magic, the podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. I'm so excited to have my friend Rebecca Reed on the podcast today. Rebecca is a website designer for small businesses, but I really wanted to talk to her specifically because the way that she approaches website design is from a place of helping people feel truly deeply seen and eliminate the overwhelm of having to DIY everything themselves. So she approaches her business from a place of designing websites for people. She did my website. I highly recommend her, but she also has amazing educational resources where she really helps people feel like they can do this. She's got an amazing course on search engine optimization, AKA SEO. (laughs) And she also teaches other classes and leads masterminds that really Hold your hand if you are just starting out in business or perhaps feel really overwhelmed by the technology that it takes to get your business up and running online, especially when it comes to websites. I loved this conversation with Rebecca because we talked a lot about sort of the guilt and the anxiety of being a creative person with a service-based business and understanding how to build a work process that fills your cup, making sure that you are leaving room for creativity and for rest, because that's the only way you're going to be able to put your best work out in the world. So this episode is for you if you're feeling burnt out by trying to DIY everything in your business, or if you are feeling a little bit of comparisonitis, like somebody else is already doing this and doing it better than me, relax, take a deep breath. This conversation with Rebecca Reed and I is going to really help you on your way to finding some serious magic. Magic makers, I'm thrilled to welcome my friend and my website designer, Rebecca Reed, to find your magic. Thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. I love chatting with you. So this is great. I know this is one of those episodes where I am such good friends with you that I'm so excited to to let other people in on our conversations because you are always such a warm, empathetic presence, which I think is missing oftentimes in the entrepreneur world and in the the quote unquote business world. It is such a relief to have someone who understands the creative mind and how, you know, we can feel all over the place sometimes. And it's so nice to have someone who understands that. I'm so glad that you say that because I feel like that's like kind of the crux of my business. Like I wanted people to come to me and just feel like the word that always came to me is like, I want to be their cheerleader and I want them to feel welcome. Like whatever I end up doing, whether it's like I'm a photographer or a website designer or like that's I love what I want. That. So. I love that. And it's so true that I feel like that's such a, that's, it's exactly who you are. You are a cheerleader and you're so welcoming. And I think one of the reasons that we work so well together about why you're also, why you've been so successful building your business as a website designer is it comes from this place of wanting to help people share their gifts with the world. So I'd love if you sort of kick us off talking about 
how you feel as a designer, like empowering people to share that gift? Yeah. Um, you know, I think Kev, like I was saying, when I started my business, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to leave corporate and have more freedom. Don't we all? Um, (laughs) and so I was just like, I just love helping, especially new business owners. Um, I think maybe that's kind of, I've kind of come to realize that more later, but I love helping business owners share their gifts. And I didn't, and I actually started off as a social media manager and did that for a while. And it was great because I was able to like really, especially I feel like a social media in 2017, 2018 was really mm-hmm. like the perfectly curated feed. Totally and, different like, world. That yeah. is authentic. And I was always like, let's before authentic, I feel like became the word that everyone used. Like I was like, we need to like share who you are behind. And so yeah. um, at that point, that's what it was. And then as I designed my own website, I was like, oh, this is really fun and pivoted there. And so, um, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I do you feel are. like, <laughs> good. I, I mean, I feel like that's always just been my heart is to share the person behind the business. And I really believe like there's tons of copywriters, there's tons of website designers, but we each have a different, um, way of sharing it, way of teaching, whatever it is. And, um, if I can get that across, I feel like I can serve them really well, but also encourage them because a lot of times kind of like when you were telling me like those gifts that you see in me, I don't see those things, you know, until somebody brings it up. And so if I can bring that up in them, yes, I'm putting it on their website to make them stand out, but also just encouraging them. And that's like my real heart behind. I love that. And you know, that makes me think of the questionnaire that you sent me. So a little bit of background. So I had my business magic words, copywriting, um, for a couple of years. And then I really did a pivot from being a freelance copywriter, doing copywriting for other people into more of an educational model. So now I teach, um, copy class, which is my signature course. And I have some templates and things I wanted to reach more people. And I knew that in order to do that, I needed a website that represented this new version of the up-leveled me and my business. And after research, I found Rebecca. I loved everything that she had to say. And then once we decided to work together, one of my favorite things was she sent me this really interesting, super fun, like quiz slash survey about like who I was and what I liked. And it had nothing to do with my business but it made me think about how do I want to show up in the world? So would you mind sharing a little bit of your reasoning behind that survey slash fun questionnaire and how you arrived at some of these super fun questions? Yeah. I mean, it's all brand strategy. Um, and that's pretty much what it's coming down to. I can design a pretty website all day, every day, but ultimately, and it, a lot of this ties into copywriting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so you kind of came to me with obviously your copy done, which is the most ideal. Um, But a lot of people don't come with their copy done. And so Mm -hmm. I have to, in some ways, guide them through it. I don't write copy, but um, if I can pull that out of them and, and figure out things like, Hey, what's your Enneagram number? You know, I'm like, yeah, Enneagram. It's not that I'm putting that necessarily on their website, but if I ask them something and they find out, oh, they're a one, well, now I know kind of probably how they work. They're probably pretty regimented and like, okay, I'm going to be on my A game. You know what I mean? Right. But also, 
or if they're four, maybe they're a little more flowy and like they have more of this, um, you know, they want to be more creative and like um, unique in their website. So like those kind of questions help me to develop a website that reflects their personality, um, not necessarily just the copy, but then also like it causes them to like, okay, well, you know, nobody wants to land on a website and have it, if it's, if you are the website person and you're speaking as we over and over again, oh my gosh. and Preach. you talk about yourself <laughs> and you never talk about like who you are, what your interests are. Like now I just feel like I'm landing on like Target's website, you know, like there's nothing unique about you. And so it, it just, it all goes back to like copywriting, the value proposition and brand strategy and so how that's why it's, I mean, it's kind of a long questionnaire. I always feel a little guilty sending it no, out, don't. Um, but it it's so, super helps me. Oh my gosh. It's so, so helpful. And I mean, I remember I, as you said, came to you with pre-written copy, but I ended up changing it quite a bit after that questionnaire, because it made me think about, okay, how do I, I, I'm really good at writing about what I do. And I'm really good at knowing exactly who my ideal customer is and talking to her. Like I'm a pro, mm -hmm. but I noticed that I still had some work to do with putting those personal details in that made me feel real, not just feel yeah. real showed that I was a real person. For example, um, one of the questions, I don't remember exactly what the question was, but I think it was like, what could you, what movie could you watch over and over or something? And I answered Harry Potter and I love Harry Potter. I mean, I grew up with Harry Potter. Harry was 11 when I was 11, when the books came out, I remember going to the midnight showings of the movies when they came out. And because of that question, I started baking little funny Harry Potter references into my copy also helps that my company is magic words, copywriting. <laughs> For, yeah. <laughs> and legit after launching the new website, someone gave me a review that called me the Hermione Granger of copywriting. And it was the, right. <laughs> literally the best compliment I've ever received. Yeah. <laughs> and it was such a testament to like, what a small change like that. When someone really wants to see you, um, when they're looking for that. And that's the thing that stuck with them. Like of all of the fancy statistics that I shared about, you know, businesses that invest in copywriting, see 300% more ROI. They don't remember that, but they remember that I love Harry Potter. Right. And it's, it's a really great way to attract and repel or yeah, attract mm -hmm. and repel. And even if you're not a Harry Potter fan, if you're a novel fan, you know, like if you just love reading, like you're going to be able to connect in that way. Um, and just especially with your particular brand with magic. I mean, like you said, it's <laughs> yeah. in your like title, like it's just, it flows so nicely. And so I think that's, yeah, it's really important to uncover those things. And yeah, that's awesome. I love that review. Right. I know. Shout out to, oh my gosh, it's escaping me. Katie Boyce, Katie Boyce for that amazing, <laughs> the best review I've ever gotten. Hey, magic makers, I could not be more thrilled that one of my favorite 
companies in the world has generously decided to sponsor this podcast. And that company is Kajabi. If you're an online course creator, or you've ever thought about creating an online course, chances are you've probably heard of them because they're the number one, most trusted knowledge commerce platform. But what I really would love to tell you guys is how much Kajabi really helped my entire business. Um, and I'm just a fan of them. So I'm so thrilled to be able to share more about all the different products that they have under the Kajabi umbrella. I personally got rid of like five or six other platforms that I was paying for because Kajabi actually replaced those platforms and enabled me to have everything in one seamless place. So I've got my online courses on Kajabi. I've got my templates. I've got my podcast hosted on Kajabi. I use them for all of my email marketing, basically Anything that I need for my business is completely taken care of on Kajabi. And right now they're offering a free 30 day trial, which is so great. It's more than enough time to really understand how the platform works, if it's right for you. And you can go to kelseyformost.com slash Kajabi to learn all about the platform. I've really laid it out in super simple terms for you guys. So you can learn all about why I am a fan for life of Kajabi. That's K-A-J-A-B-I. So on this note, asking these questions, and I think that there's a little bit of fear with entrepreneurs that they're going to get it wrong. And at first, or that, um, they're not going to seem professional enough. And I'd love if you sort of talked a little bit about maybe some advice that you have for someone who is either looking to release their very first website or someone who is so over their website, which was me and, uh, was so done doing it on their own. Um, or, you know, who is going to redo it on their own, but just really wants to up level. What would be some pieces of advice that you would have for that type of person? Well, first of all, you will get some things wrong in the beginning of your business. That's mm. just the reality. True. And that's okay. It's learning and growing. Um, but one thing I will say is that you, it's so hard when you start off and I totally did this too, but when you start off to you have people you admire for me. Like I there's, I mean, I can make a long list, Jenna Kutcher, Ashlyn Carter, like all these people that I so admired and, um, would look at their websites and say, Oh, I want to take that piece. I want to do that. And all of a sudden my my, and actually I was listening to your podcast, um, with Shannon Mattern. Oh yeah. And you I was a guest up, on that. Yeah. Pep yeah, talks for side really hustlers. Good it's a good one. Yep. Um, you had said, and this was referring to copy, but this is completely applicable to website design too, where if you are trying to take pieces from everybody else's puzzle and put it, it's it's not going to fit in your puzzle. And that's just like copy. That's just like a website. Um, and so that was pretty smart of me. Good job, past Kelsey. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Nice analogy there. Way to go. Um, <laughs> just gonna make it go. It's so around. fun when people when people bring that stuff up because you like I, I completely forgot that I said that and that's a, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and so I think like that's like yes, 
there's, you can be inspired. And one of the processes that I have my website clients work through after they do their questionnaire is they create a Pinterest board. And on that Pinterest board, I really encourage them to not just pin websites, but to pin interior design that they love, to pin um, color palettes maybe that they like, fonts that they like, um, like it, the whole realm of things and not just a website that they really like. And by doing that, um, I'm usually able to kind of find a similarity, a correlation, you know, yeah. um, that reflects their personality, whatever that is. And so that would be kind of my, my advice is like, start by just pinning and going crazy and then start to like really analyze that Pinterest board and say, well, what, what, what similarities or what things am I noticing pop up more than once? Um, and even if it is websites, that's okay too. Like you have to start somewhere. Um, I have nothing against website templates. I think they're great, especially for people who can't afford somebody to customize their template or do a complete new design. Um, templates are a great start. There's tons out there. And so finding one that is kind of goes with your personality, but then realize like, like my advice is learn how to work that platform and customize that template. Like, mm -hmm. yes, it's a really great start, but especially with copy, if you go through Kelsey's copywriting class, you're going to walk away with a lot of copy and there are not a lot of templates that are going to fit that much copy. And so you're going to have to customize it and make it unique. Um, and so, and don't just go with the color palettes they provide. Don't just go with the typography that they provide. Uh, really start to uncover those things. And I think that's what's going to make your website, your business unique. Um, all going back to like the value proposition. And, you know, that's how you show that you're different than the other website designer or the I other. I love that. Or whatever. I love that. And one, uh, thank you for that. One thing also that I'll say about that Pinterest idea, it's super fun. Make sure it's really fun for you. And when you're going through and pinning things, it helps sometimes if you edit the little like copy or the caption part underneath the pin before you put it on your own board, like trying to identify what it is about that picture that you like, like, um, for example, with the interior design, pictures. Uh, I found myself pinning a lot of white space and I was like, Oh, I really like things that feel very clean and that feature like one object, or I really like this bouquet, um, with these colors in it. Like, you know, that's a great place to start. So pay attention, not just to visually what you like, but the feeling behind those visuals, like some people love dark, moody, um, rich, um, metallic. Some people are very minimal. Some people are very, you know, lots of florals, lots of color, lots of energy. It's about how those things make you feel your copy and your visuals. It's all about how you want people to feel when they land on that website. Yeah. And really try to not focus on other people's websites while doing it. Um, oh, let's talk about comparisonitis. Let's talk about comparisonitis, which I think will probably lead us into a lovely discussion about anxiety. <laughs> probably, most likely. Yes. Oh, I think everyone listening can identify with having or going through a bout of comparisonitis, which is the disease that plagues all creatives, which is comparing yourself to somebody else on the internet and feeling like 
they've done something so well and you're just never going to do it that well. Or you love that website and you just want to copy it, but you can't. And it's just such a vicious cycle. And there's that quote, that famous quote by Teddy Roosevelt, that comparison is the thief of joy. And dang, is that true? But it's also very annoying <laughs> how true it is because it's almost, you really can't help it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so true. And I think it took me a long time and I'm not full, like, I, I don't even be like, I'm there now. Like now I don't compare because that would be a complete lie. Totally. Um, but to really realize like a prime example for me is, um, as a website designer, I am someone who's very efficient. I get work done and I'm not a perfectionist. And some of my friends in the industry, great friends um, that I used to meet with once a week, we would call, we'd make fun of I, one of them because she's a pixel pusher. And like, she'll like, if she's doing a logo, she'll be like, oh, move that, you know, little thing a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. And I've never heard that term. That's so funny. A pixel yeah, pusher. Yeah, that's like, who are just like the super, like, and she could spend four hours moving a pixel around. And if she were to show me the two designs, I'd be like, they look exactly the same. And I always felt kind of guilty and envious mm. um, that I wasn't more like that. Why can't my eyes see that? Why, why am I not wow. such a good designer that I can do that? And it took me a long time to get to a place where it's like, that's not my gifting and that's okay because the people who come to me, they want a website, they want it done, they want it to look good and they aren't going to notice. There are people who are going to notice, you know, those little pixels and stuff, but generally the clients who come to me who are attracted to me are appreciative of how quickly I get the work out and they don't notice those tiny little details. Um, not to say they're not detail oriented, but like they're just, their business has so many different things and, and yeah. facets trying to pay attention to that the way a photo is tilted on a website is not going to be, be their primary concern. Totally. And so, but it took me a long time to get there because I was really envious of how, and I would look at their designs and just be like, their designs are so perfect. They're perfect. Mm, Mine are not. Yeah. And I, but ultimately I decided that like, that's where I want my business. I want my business to be here and I'm good with the price point that I have. Mm -hmm. And if I wanted to, um, increase my prices, I could, I would become more of a pixel pusher, right? Because I would have more time and I would have more money coming in, right. but I don't have that. And I like where my prices are and that's okay. Absolutely. And I don't want to gloss over what you said about that's not my gift, right? Like if you lean into your gifts, which are that you can be really efficient. I mean, my gosh, as your client, I certainly appreciated it. Um, and it also doesn't mean that you don't have a great visual eye. You do have a great visual eye and you do have that empathy muscle where you can really quickly understand how people want to feel when they come to a website. So I think that is its own unique gift. And that really is the cure for comparisonitis is stop. Like it's totally okay to look at somebody's work and admire it and think, yeah. Hmm, I could like, I could up-level myself in this way, but it's about like seeing something, admiring it and it making you think differently about your work versus just being jealous of somebody else's work and wanting to copy it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And if you need help figuring out what that thing is, like 
there's no shame in asking your mom, your dad. Yes, I love that. Like, shout out to all the moms. (laughs) Seriously. Like, I mean, and yes, maybe partially that has come with time and working with, I don't know, probably 75 clients and like you eventually get enough good reviews that maybe you start to believe it. But it's always, I mean, even then it's like, it's so easy to take the negative not even negative review because I don't, I've never received necessarily a negative review, but you, you always don't get positive feedback for everything you do. Sure. And so, you know, the, when they're like, yeah, that page is not how I expected the about page to go. It's just, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. That is going to sink in deep, very deep with me for yeah. many days, if not weeks. Yeah. Where Kelsey here just left me with some great compliments, <laughs> podcast, but I'm going to forget that in the next like three hours, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And I've heard people like having notes on their phone, entrepreneurs, a lot of times like having notes on their phone or having a folder in their Google drive with their, the compliments they've received, because it's so hard to remember. I literally have that. I literally have that. I take screenshots, um, in copy class, there's a place there's like little, um, places for comments. If people have questions or if they want to reach out or, you know, leave a, leave a review, And anytime someone says something that really touches me, I take a screenshot and I put it in a folder in my phone. And truly I do that on hard days when I think my stuff isn't good enough. I should be serving more people. Why don't I have more followers? Why don't I have more subscribers? Whatever it is. I go back to that folder and I think, you know what? The real gift is seeing this one person was dithering about trying to launch their business for three years. And then they took your class and they did it. And now that business exists because of you. And that like moves me to tears. It's like the most beautiful feeling in the whole world. So don't forget, like make, make something that reminds you that you are making a difference. However, small quote unquote, truly like just by even thinking about how you can serve the world is a beautiful thing and deserves to be celebrated. Yeah. And I think if you're like one year in, maybe even two years into your business, I feel like you have that fire still a lot of times, not a burnout, not a thing, but like you, you still have that passion and that excitement. And I think that most entrepreneurs struggle with it going away in some capacity. Um, And usually that is what leads to a pivot or whatever. And so I wish that in the first couple of years of my business that I would have, I would have, you know, snapped or done screenshots of emails, just kind emails and stuff, because now I'm getting to that point where it's like, I'm getting the burnout and, you know, you get a few hard clients, you know, or whatever that are hard to please. Um, and yeah, it just gets really tough to continue. Um, and I mean, I think it's a good place to be because it also forces yeah. you to be like, okay, well, do I need to make a pivot in my business then? Yes. Um, but if the answer is no, if the answer is no, you should continue doing for me, website design, maybe I need to raise my prices a little bit or something like that. But then it was really helpful to look back on those happy clients and realize like, I really did help that client, um, yeah. you know, create a website that converts or whatever it is. So Absolutely. Do you dream about people coming to your website and telling you, 
I cannot wait to work with you. I've been looking for this forever. I feel like I already know you. Can I please pay you to help me? Or maybe you just want to feel more confident when you sit down to write something for your business, knowing your words aren't just evaporating into the ether of the internet, but instead are connecting with your ideal customers. Look, after years as a freelance copywriter, I can very confidently tell you that no matter what business you're in, great copy turns words on the page into dollars in the bank just like magic, which is why I want to make sure you know that my signature course copy class is currently open for enrollment. Now, here's the thing. You can hire a professional copywriter, but honestly, that could cost you thousands. And it just doesn't make sense to hire someone every freaking time you need to write something for your business which is why I specifically designed copy class for non-writers, entrepreneurs who want to learn to write their own high converting copy without breaking the bank or spending hours staring at the blinking cursor of death. Copy class covers everything you need to know from the psychology behind why certain writing works to honing in on your actual ideal customer, AKA people who are truly going to give you their monies to how to write a website that converts start to finish, and finally, how to send emails that convert and sell. So if you want to learn more about Copy Class, see what's inside, and hear from past students, head to kelseyformost.com slash copy class. That's kelseyformost.com slash C-O-P-Y-C-L-A-S-S. Oh gosh, let's definitely dive into this because you and I both have experienced this. And I think it's something that not a lot of business owners talk about, which is there are absolutely going to be times when you feel like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Or like, Mm -hmm. I'm feeling not very motivated or not very inspired. I don't have that same level of like, excitement or passion or whatever it is. When I very first started out of the gate, it's like a relationship. Like when you very first start dating somebody and you can't stop mentioning them and you think about like every song makes you think of them and you know, you're, you're doing all these really nice things and all these gestures. And then you're like a year in and it settles a little bit and it's natural. Um, and it's the same thing with a business. Like you really are in a relationship with your business and there are going to be seasons where you have to work a little bit at getting the passion back and getting the fire back. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's always, um, I'm always hesitant to talk about it because it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, I have current clients now and I don't want them to think like I hate them, but I do think it's really beneficial to talk about. I think it's great to talk Um, about because I think that those clients, if it were me, I would certainly appreciate, like, I'm glad that she's thinking about how can I make this better? Like, that's all that questioning your situation is. You're just thinking, how do I improve my experience so I can improve my work for other people? Yeah. Yeah. I think so right now, my current situation, what? which I'm not out of. So I can't like, this isn't going to come with a conclusion that's beautiful and eloquent, but and that's um, I'm okay. Cur- <laughs> okay. Um, I'm currently eight months pregnant. And so Woo! I think anytime, like, I just remember when you're like a senior in college and like you get senioritis, you know, and the re- like, there's actually like a psychological like reasoning behind that. Like you are physically in college 
but emotionally and mentally you are done. And so your body and your mind can't make that connection. And like, that's why you get in that slump and, um, the lack of motivation. And I've never heard it compared to senioritis before. And that's freaking brilliant. Yeah. And I feel like that's where I am right now. Like, I feel like I'm in my senior year of college where it's like, I am physically, I don't have physically, I don't have a child that's distracting me. Right. Sure. Um, I may be a little bit more tired, but beyond that, like I'm physically the same as I was a year ago, but emotionally and mentally, I'm totally mine and in uh, maternity leave. Right. And so I am not motivated <laughs> to design websites and, right. um, the create the, it is so much harder and not as often that I am able to come by that creativeness, you know, like mm-hmm. it, I might think most creative people know, like it's not always going to be at 9am on Mondays that you're feeling the most creative, like sometimes, but it, it comes at different times. And like you, I think you have to really like pour into that. And like, I feel like it used to come more often. And now it's like, if I can get that once a week, well, I have to be designing websites more than once a week for an hour. So it's just this really tough kind of pull. And for me, what that has looked like is um, making some really, for me, difficult decisions in my business. I was going to launch um, a mastermind uh, and I loved, the first time I did this, I loved it. It was for brand new entrepreneurs. And I taught them like, just all the like first things that you need to know in your business from like legal to website to copy. So helpful. I, it was like the most, talk about fulfilling. It was so fulfilling and, you know, just life-changing for some of the girls loved it and I was going to launch it again in July um beginning of July and I was just so emotionally drained that I knew since it would since the three-month mastermind it would be ending right around right before baby came I would not be able to pour into those girls and that was for me a really hard decision because I already started kind of uh teasing it and talking about it I had some interested people and I had to just be like I'm sorry. Never mind. And I literally went through the exact same thing with, um, launching that new class, that new signature course was supposed to be launched at the end of May, the, um, copywriting for course creators, which I really still want to do. And I'm now planning hopefully a fall release, but, um, same deal. Like you, just because you put it on your business calendar doesn't mean life isn't going to happen. And you also have to listen to your intuition and listen to understanding whether a project is going to lead you to burnout instead of filling your cup. And for me, it was, you know, starting to write the materials and then going through that unexpected breakup and then subsequent cross-country move. And there was still a part of me that was like, do I power through this? Like I should power through this and still make it. Like I said, I was going to do it. And like, if I don't do it, then I'm, this is terrible and this isn't true, but this is what my inner critic was doing. Like you're a liar. You're a failure. People said that you told people you were going to do this and now you're just not doing it. Like, who are you to take these couple of months to reset your life? Right. And thank God for my therapist. Thank God for my friends. And thank God for all the work that I had already done over COVID (laughs) of like understanding that rest is an action that you have to have rest in order to work well and produce good work and understanding that, you know, 
if you go through a major breakup and cross country move, then you probably shouldn't be distracting yourself with a giant work project. Right. I mean, here I am launching a podcast, but it's, you know, it's like, you have to make sure that you are steering your ship towards the things that a, you have the capacity to do, right. but that B are still allowing you to keep that balance because it is a balance. It's delicate. Yeah. And I think you can analyze like, right. Like, like you had intentions of launching that course and launching a podcast Mm -hmm. and maybe in your best at when you are at your best and full and everything, you could do both things as well as continue to, you know, very important point, copy class and things like that, run your business. But, um, deciding like you, that your because of your emotional capacity is down, your creativity is down. You might have the capacity to still do the podcast, but being able to yeah, say like, I'm not going to be able to launch this course with the same exuberance and it's not going to provide for my, uh, I knew that it wouldn't be as good of a course as I wanted it to be simply because I didn't have, you're exactly right. I just didn't have that same capacity. I was on a quarter tank instead of a full tank. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt too. Like, and it, it, part of it is I've never really turned down clients. Um, (laughs) Yeah. There's guilt, there's fear there. Right. Right. I don't want to repel. I want to attract, like, like right. I said, in the beginning, I want to be your cheerleader. And so like, but I have started to be able to, you know, like you can, you starting to, it took me a long time, but it's, I can now kind of tell if somebody's not going to be a good fit. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to provide me with more anxiety three weeks into the project yeah. than needed and being pregnant, like I'm not willing to do that to my body. I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> and I don't have time for that. Um, but it's, it is like, that was hard for me too. Cause I'm like, well, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm going to take a three month maternity leave with $0 coming in because I don't have paid maternity right. leave from my employer. So it's really hard to like not launch the mastermind, say no to a client that's going to pay me $3,000 for a website. Um, but I knew like, I need to just slow down. That's what my yes. body needs right now. Um, and that's what I'm going to have to do. And I think I have a husband that can help me out with that, but, um, I know not everyone can. And so I don't like, I never want to speak from this place of like, no, I think that that's so important to, to share that you can have those financial fears and still prioritize your physical and mental health. Because imagine, I mean, you're doing your child a service, not just by physically being able to like grow her inside of your body, but also what a gift for a child to see that as an example, when she grows up, when she sees my mother had the amazing strength to put me first, first of all, like me as your future child, (laughs) the voice of your future child, but also to put herself first. And that's going to give your future child an example of a time when she's maybe feeling like she can't put herself first, maybe that'll give her the inspiration to do it. Yeah. And I think if, if you're in a place where you're like, man, that's, you are speaking from like Becca, you're speaking from a place of entitlement. Like that is true. I am in some ways, like my husband can provide for me, but like my husband doesn't make a lot of money either. Right. And especially in the beginning of our business, when like he was in grad school and, and I was like not making, you know, like I was making maybe like $14,000 the first year of my business. Like, right. 
for us, what that meant was just cutting back significantly. And Mm -hmm. we lived, you know, in an apartment. And so that was obviously our biggest expense as well as groceries. But like beyond that, we didn't, we just didn't spend money. there's, There's always things that you can do. Um, but leaving corporate, you might have to, if that's your, where your, where your transition is, like you Mm -hmm. might have to cut back on a lot of really fun and exciting things. Um, but for me, like I said, I was always willing to cut back on the things because I really desired freedom and, um, the space to be able to create what I wanted to create. And then just like not working as much. (laughs) I don't thrive on working eight hours a day. And so that's what I wanted. And I was like, if I have to, that means I can only go out to eat once a month, once every other month, I'll do that. Right. You know, and you know what guys also, I don't want to scare you. Like it doesn't have to be, no, it doesn't have to be that either. Like there is absolutely ample opportunity for a beautiful, very financially abundant life as an entrepreneur. And everything that we're saying is hopefully just making you feel less alone and less scared because the reason I think it's important to talk about values versus money is because that's, what's going to help you lead. That's what's going to help you show up as your full authentic self, not just in your business and not just in your bank account, but in your friendships, in your marriage, in your, um, relationships with your parents, like your family, if you prioritize, if if you can find a way to prioritize your true self, your mental health, um, and the gift that you want to give to the world, everything else gets better. It's not, you know, corporate is great for a lot of things. And, you know, I'm going to do another episode, um, later down the line about that decision to quit the day job or not day jobs are great for, for a lot of things. Sometimes, like sometimes you just need to build the side hustle first, but there's a beautiful freedom. As Becca said, I love that word freedom in working for yourself and going out on your own and taking that leap. And what's waiting on the other side of that leap is so much more beautiful has the potential to be so much more beautiful than any pre-prescribed path ever could be. Yeah, definitely. Becca, thank you so much for coming on Find Your Magic today. This was a really wonderful conversation and I know it's going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's always good talking with you. You too. Before I let you go, where can people find you and support you? Um, Rebecca Reed Creative is my, which I'm sure you'll link it in the show notes because I spell my name kind of funky, but sure will. Uh, on Instagram. That's where I'm probably the most often. Um, but if you ever go to my website as well, there's a lot of freebies. Kelsey tells me to, to, to nail down the freebie, like to <laughs> more strategic. You, that's the word. You're strategic. Like, there you go. Yeah. Strategic. You want here's another tip for you. Take it away with you. Make your freebie yeah. related to your paid offer. And I'm like, but I like all 12 of mine. So. <laughs> she does have she does have insanely good freebies you guys like as her copywriter friend I have to tell her that but truly like you can take advantage because not only does she have a lot of freebies for a lot of different pain points 
they're all really good. And I particularly recommend um, her resources on SEO, which is search engine optimization. Even as a professional copywriter, that's something that I didn't know a lot about before I met Rebecca. So um, definitely check that out. Is your SEO course currently open? Are you planning to open it again soon? The SEO course is always open. It's evergreen. So um, if you want to Google do a three, I have a free three day SEO training. And I feel like that's a really good introduction. Um, it's so good. You guys, oh my God. Yeah. If you complete those steps, like, and you're like, I still want more. I really want to like show up on page one of Google. Then you can look into the SEO course. But yeah, if you just go to rebeccaricreative.com backslash SEO, I have my SEO freebies. I have a checklist there too. So amazing. Seriously, guys go check that out. Bookmark that it's so good. I give it my personal stamp of approval recommendation. (laughs) All right. Thanks everybody for being here for this episode of find your magic. As always, please leave a review and subscribe on Apple podcasts. It really helps me out and it helps other people like you discover us. Thanks a lot for being here. This has been another episode of find your magic. Hey, Magic Maker. If you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.